We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. So, so you were playing tonight, and some dude said you ruined the dynasty? Oh, my, it's dude. So I was – first of all, I'm playing on two feet that have plantar fasciitis now, and I sprained my ankle in the first game. I was terrible. This guy I'm guarding, I foul him. Apparently, I kick him in the, kick him in the nuts. And then I'm – and the guy gets Jesus, you really me. are trying to be the new Draymond. Dude, I, I didn't even notice. And the guy looks at me like, what the hell? And I'm like, what are you talking about? My bad, dude. And, he go, and then the, some other guy comes up. And he's like, he's like, yo, like, you just hit him in the in nuts. I was like, oh, my bad. And he looks at me. He goes, man, you just killed his dynasty. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God. And I just started laughing. He said congrats on the, uh, on the NBA 2K uh, branding uh, <laughs> partnership that we did with Blue Wire in the middle of the game. Mind you, it was 51-51 with, like, 30 seconds left. We ended up losing. But, um, um, yeah, that's uh, – Day in the life. Although, you know, he was cool because he was like a Middle Eastern guy. I texted you after the game and I was like, you know what? That's my boy. No, he's just like Sam. <laughs> did you get some, uh, did you at least take some threes? Yeah, dude, I'm a chucker. I, I used to like, I used to play middle post and like, like try to do all this like post up, yeah, post up passing. I know you yeah. well enough to know you're, you're trying, you're, you're trying way too hard to like be bogan out there with the, oh, the pinpoint I passes. Lo- oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, dude, that was when I used to be good at basketball. That was it. I mean, I could score a little bit too. Like I had a, like a nice fadeaway. But like, love playing defense, love passing. Now, man, all I do is kind of camp out, pick and pop. That's all I do, and just chuck them. Um, and then I get pissed whenever anybody shoots a mid range jumper on my team. It's very sad. I'm I'm like you, Houston Rockets, basically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's rec ball, you know what I mean? Nobody's running a motion offense. You know, it's it's just pick and roll and chuck a three. That's uh. It's pretty much how it goes. What about the isolations? Was there enough? Was there enough isolations, Ron? Dude, I, I, I can't stand isolation. I'm like Steve Kerr when it comes to ISO. Can't do it. Hate it. <laughs> I don't care how good you are. I hate it. You know who loves it? Oh, are we transitioning <laughs> into the pod? Welcome to the Light Years Podcast.
we're getting good at this. Last week you did a really nice segue. This week I'm doing one. But you you pat like you gave me a like, Nick, you gave me an assist there. Like I can I can feel you trying to segue into that was, that was a Kevin true Durant. Point. That was a true point guard assist. I didn't need the system. I'm not like Steph running off screens where you have to credit the gravity. I made the direct pass. <laughs> Pure point guard. You're not rushed. You're not hunting for it. <laughs> um so yeah, let's talk about this. So I mean it's kind of funny because remember when Katie came to the Warriors and there were all these media interviews and everyone who's not a Warriors person was kind of like, well, they were all upset because what they were really upset about was that he left OKC and went to the Warriors. But now we're on the other side of it. And I don't know about you. I, I just don't feel any sort of way about it. Like, I'm, oh, not, mad. I'm not mad at all. That's a great point. I, I think that was a point that people aren't really talking about. That's like... When KD left OKC, it was ugly. It was ugly. And then now it's like, yeah, I mean, Warriors fans are pissed. I mean, Warriors fans like to blame me for it. But nobody's out here like – like the majority of Warriors fans are, I think, pretty like happy with the way like KD left the team and what with what KD did. Like if you talk to your friends, I feel like it's the same way. Yeah. Talk to the majority of people. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to be like um, everyone would like KD to be still on the team. Uh, particularly like healthy Pete KD, and we don't really know what he's going to look like off his Achilles. So everyone would like like 2017 KD to be on the team for eternity, right? But I feel like most fans kind of just assumed this was going to happen, and there's just kind of like an acceptance to it. And it's just kind of, well, that's who he is. That's what he wants to do. He's going to go to Brooklyn. We'll see how long this lasts. And, you know, it was cool. He, They were the 2016-17 Warriors are the greatest team of all time greatest singular season team of all time and like end of the day he's a big reason why so there's no reason to be mad yeah he was a big reason why because he wasn't the way he was now talking about the team right talking all the, and he may be right but remember he's he's right now saying like hey like the isos i mean sorry the the system has a limit you know the fans don't really pre or appreciate me as much as i thought stuff like that that first season none of like maybe some of it but not really remember he was kind of playing a, a pseudo, you know, secondary role kind of. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even say that. Guy, it was just. It was right? just kind of the the Kobe MJ thing where it's he played within the system and then he did, and then yeah. he knew when to break it off. It and was, that was a per- and that was perfect. perfect marriage. Yeah, and then somewhere along the line, you know, he did, he did that line. Uber commercial with LeBron, and you know he started looking at his mentions too much. And then <laughs> well, got with it. We're not joking though. When we say this, I feel like we're not really joking because part of, I think, his issue is he wants to be – he saw what LeBron – he saw the praise that LeBron got despite losing. He saw the MVP that Russ got despite losing. He saw people that ranked James Harden ahead of Steph and him despite losing. And he was like, what the hell am I doing this for? Right? Don't you feel like he felt that way? Like that? that's how it came off. Yeah, I mean – you know, my, my opinion has never changed on this. Him coming to the Warriors kind of always raised the bar that they were never going to get the rightful praise they deserved until they did something insane, like go four straight, win five in six years. They, they needed to do something like that to get the true praise that they deserved. And that's not right. Like, honestly, the 16-17 Warriors should have been praised more than they were but yes. you know media is filled with you know 
whatever <laughs> flawed humans who who felt guilty for LeBron, and then you know it's it's what it is. Like one day I'll give you my true thoughts on everything about it, but today won't be that day. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I love how one one day one day on the podcast. Well, one day when when I when I throw it down, it's gonna be uh, there's gonna be no comeback from it. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think I think that was a true issue, um, and I think that that's kind of a um, it's different from uh, what Dirk Nowitzki said today in a post where he essentially said like, "Hey, guys care more about Instagram likes than they do about winning." Uh, I think KD is kind of the the is kind of emblematic of that. Um, going to Brooklyn, like if he went to I like the Lakers. Brooklyn. But I mean, come on. Let's be serious. Like, if you went to the Celtics with Kyrie, like, oh, I get it. Like, you got Tatum, you got Jalen Brown, right? If no, you actually, went, to, I, I disagree. I think this is perfect for him because he not the best situation to win. That's oh, I disagree. Point. I think they're a good situation. The the net, compared to the Celtics or the Lakers, if they had KD, LeBron, and AD, come on. Okay, you're or the, like, or the but I mean, the the Lakers would have. You're op- being hipster right now. The Lakers would have opened the same like jumping with LeBron and AD and you know LeBron would have got all the credit. So that that would have opened the, that <laughs> right. would have opened the same issues he had with the Warriors. So but so let's if, let's what, put what that one let's put that one aside, right? Kawhi recruited KD, right? If you wanted to win a championship, why not go to the Clippers? You got a good supporting cast, you got Kawhi, you got basically the top 2 out of 5 players in the league, you're instantly a favorite. Like KD's like 10 times better than Paul George. True. Um so it's like why didn't he go there? Because he wanted, he wanted more fame. He wanted, he wanted more likes. He wanted, although it's like Brooklyn. What the fuck are you doing in Brooklyn if you want more fame? But it's like he wanted to. But I to, think that's part of it because it's, mm-hmm. it's a team. I mean, it's the same thing as going to the Clippers. You're going to a team where you don't have to match up to the past because you are the greatest thing that ever happened to that team already. So mm-hmm. if you win there. I mean, it's it's weird because it's you know there's not a huge built-in fan base like it's not the Knicks. We we both know like ninety percent of New York's Knicks fans. It just is right. They've been around a lot longer, et cetera, et cetera. But it's kind of building your own thing. So I kind of get that. Like he, if you went to Boston, he'd be compared to the KG Celtics, Larry Bird, Bill mm-hmm. Russell. 40 white guys who are in the Hall of Fame who I don't know if they're good or not. Like Bob Cousy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's a I, – I get going to a team without that um, – like it's corny, but like the startup thing, you know? Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's so KD. Do you realize what you just said? Yeah. It's so Kevin Durant. <laughs> um Okay, so what else in the article should we get into? Because he said a lot of things. Are there certain quotes you want to digest, or should we just talk about it broadly? Because well, uh, there's there's one here that I think mm-hmm. is interesting because I get where he's coming from on it, but I feel like this was misinterpreted the entire time. Shocking, talking. shocking. Um, yeah, because God forbid. Anyway, whatever. Um, I came in here wanting to be part of a group wanting to be part of a family and definitely felt accepted, but I'll never be one of those guys. I didn't get drafted there. Steph Curry, obviously drafted there. Iguodala won a finals MVP first championship. Clay Thompson drafted there. Draymond green drafted there mm-hmm. and the rest of the guys kind of rehabilitated their careers there. So me shit, how are you going to rehabilitate me? 
What are you going to teach me? How can you alter anything in my basketball life? I got an MVP already. I got scoring titles. One, the latter part is hilarious to me because he definitely talked about wanting to learn to play a different style of basketball when he came to the Warriors. So the latter part I'm throwing out because that's just kind of a divine thing, throwing it in. In my opinion, the important part is the first part. He just like, I don't think he was ever fully comfortable with the, um, with the way people talked about it. Like he should have said, I don't give a what you say, you know, I went to the best basketball situation and we're the best basketball team of all time. And if you don't want to appreciate it, you're just being a hater. Yeah. Correct. Correct. You know who would have done that? You know who does that? Steph Curry. Even LeBron James does that. No, like, no, he doesn't. He, he does. No, because everything's about him. Because anytime it, he, it's not centered around him, he throws a drama storm to get it. Like, that's where him and KD are a little different. KD just kind of keeps it to himself and gets a little, like, maybe it's more of, like, a, a passive-aggressive thing. But um, – but like he lets it affect him. Like LeBron lets it affect him, but he kind of manif- he kind of channels his 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 selfishness or feelings about that in a way that kind of helps him out, right? Katie just kind of lets it stew, and all of a sudden he's gone, right? And I mean, maybe at the end of the day, it makes it happy. But no, you're right. So I mean, going back to being uncomfortable, um, I think what <laughs> we talked about this a million times, Sam. But what did you expect? Did you expect to come to the Warriors who already won a championship with a two-time MVP and expect to be a more popular player than Steph Curry? What did you expect? What what did you want? Because if that's what you wanted, then you're a fucking idiot. Right? I, th- I think he thought – here's what I think. I think – I don't know why I'm swearing. I think, I think he bought into when the Warriors lost to the Cavs the propaganda that the Warriors were helpless and didn't lose in the last minute of game seven on tired legs Mm -hmm. with multiple players injured, including their best player. And he thought he'd be seen as the savior when every warrior fan I know felt they threw, they should have won. I don't know a single warrior fan who thinks if Steph doesn't injure his knee, they don't win the title. Right, right, right. Whether it's true or not, it's irrelevant. I j- that was every Warrior fan I know thinks we we play them healthy. Bogut doesn't go down. Steph doesn't mess up his knee. It's over in six. Oh, and Correct. I didn't even throw in Draymond, I didn't even throw in Draymond suspension. I'll give him a six. I don't really. It, it's not relevant. But um, <laughs> right, right. My right. point is, I don't know a single person who thought the Cavs were better. Every Warrior fan I know fluctuated between. We threw that away, and injuries got the best of us. Cavs fans knew they weren't better. It's revisionist history. It is. Go ahead. Yeah. And so every Warrior fan I know when they got KD was hyped because they knew with KD they had a chance to win like five in a row. Yep. Instead of like – I mean, if they'd have – they could have won one more title, but everything outside of the core was getting really old on that team, right? Like, mm-hmm. like most. Let's just run through it. Barbosa, Mo Spates, Azili, Bogut. None of those guys had a relevant moment after 2016. None of them. You know, for all the strength and numbers, there was no relevance in any of those players. 
So I think um, Warrior fans, it's not that they didn't embrace KD. It's that they didn't want they didn't want a LeBron situation. They didn't want to like pretend Steph and Clay and Draymond and Iguodala were not championship worthy players. That's what it comes yeah. down to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in in order to in order for KD to have that type of um, adulation from his fans, there's a certain amount of hey, Kevin Love's not really that good, or Kyrie's his son, or this type of stuff that comes with that level of praise. Where it's like, why would we need to do that for this Warriors team? Like that doesn't make sense. Everybody's great. Like the the that's kind of remember when they were winning the the seventy three games. Like all of it was hey, like we're a team. We're blah blah blah. And they may not have been. They may they may have had times where it's gone really shitty. But like that was always the uh, that was always the praise for that team. And you don't hear that about LeBron teams. You don't. Outside of like I think that first no LeBron time got LeBron swept teams, in the finals. Beyond that, you never hear it. LeBron teams are a caricature of what people think MJ teams were. Honestly, like it's like a dude who didn't live through that era, who just saw the highlights, who's like, I need my team to look like that. It's like Scottie Pippen was a great player. Dennis Rodman was excellent in his role. That was a stacked team. And MJ was far and away the best player on it and the head of the snake and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But it's like, I don't know, man, you can tell when someone's so narrative driven that they don't care about the team success. Like, I don't. Let me let me take this back. You remember when they the Cavs won in sixteen? All we heard was LeBron feels his legacy is sealed. The minute I heard that, I'm like, I don't even know if I can put this guy in my top five all time because all he's checking off in his mind is like an accomplishment. Like he's significantly more talented than Kobe Bryant, but I would never see Kobe be like, I won my fourth title. I'm good. The dude was trying to win until like his leg fell off. You know what I mean? And that's and that's kind of where it comes down to the love of the fame. Wow, that was I was going to get a drink of water and god damn it, that was that was perfect delivery. <laughs> well done. Um I mean you're right. It's it's like a like a what's it called? It's a it's a moving goalpost of uh of things being said to to compliment himself um lebron and so, by the way it's totally fine if his goal is is more business than anything just that needs to be in the context of the discussion of the greater player right yeah great businessman but we're talking basketball by the way which is part of the issue with nba media regardless right half the time we're not even talking about basketball no it's always got to pivot to any criticism is like well but look at all these foundations he started i'm like dude they all make 500 million dollars like <laughs> it's it's not like it's a good thing we don't need espn heads on, headlines on it all day long you know starting from 7 a.m to 7 p.m so uh which i think is a fair point i think the other thing here the issue with part of this stuff is um Damn, we're swerving on a tangent. But I think some of the stuff, I think with the player empowerment is that you can't – Bill Simmons said this on a podcast, is you can't criticize someone. You just have to let them do whatever they want to do. And I think his issue was like, hey, Devin Booker should be playing on Team USA. And He's right. It Devin, was- but he's right, yeah. Why can't you say that? It's true. Devin Booker, you haven't, won- you haven't done a damn thing. 
and you're not you're not playing in a team USA. You're getting coached by two of the best coaches in the world, Greg Popovich and Steve Kerr. And you you have the ability to you have the ability to play for them. You're not play, like that's right. Like that's bullshit. You should be able to say that um, and not have it be like, oh, my whole thing is like, why does everyone assume bad faith when Bill Simmons <laughs> makes a comment that like making fun of Devin Booker for not playing for Team USA? It's always got to be like some sort of greater point when like, no, the, the dudes like talked about hoops for 20 years in our consciousness. Can we just assume he's not attacking it from yep. the most negative, cynical space? Yeah. I mean, he's also hundred percent correct. Maybe Devin Booker will play some defense this year. All right. Um, before we move on, uh, I know we're not trying to do it one hour pods because me and Sam can talk for like 10 hours. Unfortunately, uh, let's go do a couple of reads. We got a new one, Sam. Indochino. I think it's still wedding season, so I think this still this is still. Good I actually have a couple Indochino suits, and I love. Do them. you? Yeah. How do they fit? I do not. Perfect. How do they fit? <sighs> yes. Here we go. Every guy looks better and feels more confident when he puts on a suit. There's one problem: guys keep buying generic off the rack suits. That's why Blue Wire is pumped to partner with Indochino for an amazing deal on a new suit. Indochino is the world's leading made-to-measure menswear company. They make suits and shirts to your exact measurements for an unparalleled fit and comfort. Looking to get married? <laughs> Not me. Um, they have tons of options for those looking to outfit their wedding party. It's so easy to get started. Visit a stylist at one of Indochino's 40 showrooms in North America and have them take them. Have them take your measurements personally or measure at home yourself. Shop online at Indochino.com. This week, Lightyear's podcast listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $369 at Indochino.com when entering Blue Wire at checkout. Shipping's free. And that's Indochino.com, promo code BLUEWIRE for any premium suit for just $369 and free shipping. This is an incredible deal for a premium made-to-measure suit. Once you go custom, you don't go back. By the way, it's 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 true. I didn't know what I was getting into with their suits, but the minute I did it, I'm like, oh, this fits me so much better than anything I bought off the rack. So I would recommend it, and I think you would actually love it, Andy. So yeah, do they have like some some pink suits for me that I can wear, like some yellow and pink ones, like some neon suits? I have not <laughs> gone there, but I mean, it's every fabric, and like literally, just go get measured and then figure it out. Uh, I, I love it. Yeah, I got a uh, I got a wedding to go to next year in Italy. What do you think about that? We're in Italy. I don't know yet. He just threw me the invite, but didn't have a location. He just said Italy next June, June twentieth. I don't think the finals are. I think the finals are over by then, so I should be in the clear. You know, when oh, the Warriors free, win. But free agency, man. But free agency. Oh, gosh, God. All right, let's let's do some questions before I do the other the other. Actually, read, I want to uh, let, let's pivot into um. So we did uh, the Southwest Division preview last week, Lightyear style, of course. Yeah. This week we're going to go North, Northwest Division. I mean, divisions don't even exist anymore, but it's it's as good a way to divide up the West as any, right? So um, I'm going to start in the Jazz, okay? Let's do it. Jazz are projected to win 54 and a half ga- or the Vegas line is 54 and a half games, which puts them tied with the Clippers in Houston. All three are at 54 and a half as the best teams in the West. Are you buying the Jazz? Uh, 
let's go over who they added real quick, right? They already have Gobert, Donnie Mitchell, um, who should make a leap. Uh, and then you've got Bojan Bogdanovic, is that correct? And Mike Conley. Yeah, they they dropped Dre Crowder and Ricky Rubio for Thank Conley goodness. and Bogdanovich. I mean, those are two objective Massive. Yeah. Massive. They did get rid of I, Favors, who was I mean, everyone could use a little Derek Favors on their team. Yeah, Derek Favors is nice. I've always liked him. Um I, I think are they not the epitome of a regular season team, Sam? Like that is the absolute epiphany, epiphany of a regular season team. And if everything breaks right, I mean, fifty-five wins makes sense to me. That's pretty high. Yeah, I, I, I feel it. pretty confident in them hitting the over. Um, well, anytime you get to the top teams, betting the over is tough because like all it takes is one three-week injury, and then you know. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I'm trying to let, let's talk playoffs on them because. You know, I, we're all predisposed to think you can't win in the playoffs without, like, a top-five player. Or you can't go deep in the playoffs, that's a better way to put it. Um, but we've had teams. We've had, like, the 4 Pistons. Yeah. We had but... the 11 Dallas Mavericks. I mean, Dirk's, Dirk's an all-timer, but you can't tell me anyone thought Dirk was a top-five player in 2011. He just played at a top-five level when it mattered. Um. Every, once every once every ten years or so, we get one of these teams where you're like, they just don't have a weakness. But th- there's no like, there's no LeBron, there's no Steph, there's no like Harden. Well, but like they're just there's also no weakness either, and they're they're a bunch of like B list stars who are just really good. Two issues, right? Rudy Gobert, uh, who's a defensive player. They yeah. By the way, love of the fame. I love the fame. Very easily, uh, dude's crying about all star appearances. Get out of here. Is he, um, we'll get to the Jazz love of the love of the fame all star at the end, but I think he already made your pick. Yeah, I mean, I guess you know we could do this pick where you could do you could do a love of the game or you could do a love of the fame player. You could pick one or the other. Sometimes it's hard to to pick. It's hard to just go love of the fame, right? But um, no, I think Rudy Gobert, right? He he. A lot of people say he gets played off the court in the playoffs. That's kind of it goes a little too far. But I I don't think he's a top level player in the playoffs. So that's one issue. As good as he is in the regular well, season, let, and then the let's other... break it down. His issue is he's elite at the rim, but if you space the floor so much that like your game isn't dependent on that, like like the perfect example is two years ago in the playoffs. Play the Thunder. Thunder need to get to the rim, and he's a monster. And he messes up Russ's game, and Russ has like one and a half good games in the whole series, right? But then they play the Rockets, who space you like insane, and it's like, I mean, Gobert tries really hard, but like end of the day, he's just not meant to cover space the way you know Draymond Green does. But you know, the Rockets are a better team, so that's the issue, right? Right. Because like you, you could beat the Thunder all day if you want, but that makes you a second round team. You know, Uh, you're gonna have to beat the Rockets, and. The Warriors are going to be there, and he's not going to be that much of an impact against the Warriors either. So I think that's the issue. Um, and the other one to me is Donovan Mitchell, because if they want to win the championship, he better be Dwayne Wade or some facsimile of Dwayne Wade. <laughs> he better be. I, I'd, like, I'd, like, s- I'd settle for getting to like ninety percent of of Dame Lillard. D- well, okay, yeah. I mean, I'm just too. saying. I'm, I'm saying. Would you agree with me? Donovan Mitchell of last year, the last two years, is still like significantly a tier below Damian Lillard. Yes, correct. 
Yeah, and like we don't even need to get into Prime Wade, who's just a much better player oh, than both yeah, of them, right? Yeah, Prime Wade was MVP, right? I don't think Donovan Mitchell is ever going to get there. Sure, but I think your point stands. Like at this point, Donovan Mitchell shows flashes. He's a good player, the way around that, but like he doesn't finish at the rim well enough, and he's not a good enough shooter to make up for it. Like he's a. He's a B at everything right now. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. need him to take a step. Um, I haven't really seen it in these FIBA games, but like in general, nope. no one on Team USA, like it's no one on Team USA is doing that like 2010 KD or, you know, 2014 Harden Steph type thing where it's like, okay, this guy's just the best player in the tournament. Pretty funny that uh, Serbia lost, though. <laughs> After they talked about how playing USA and they were favored, blah blah, and then they go ahead and lose to Argentina team, Argentina team that doesn't have a single NBA player. Comical. Um, we'll get to which, them next with Denver. Okay, let's do next. But yeah, let, let, let's. Uh, so you're going with Gobert as your love of the fame player for the Jazz? Yes. Hmm. I'm gonna have to go. Um, Nah, I'll give you that one. I don't really want to go Mitchell. I like I, I like the Jazz, but it I need to see more for Don. Let's put it this way: if Donovan Mitchell takes a legitimate step, I think they're more of a contender than people give him credit for. Yeah, that's I'm with you. I like the next team better though. Okay, the next team is projected to be fourth in the West at Vegas. The Denver Nuggets, fifty-two wins is their Vegas line. Um. I kind of like them too to take a step because I think Jokic is. Yes. I don't know, man. A lot of my feelings around Jokic revolve around Steph and Dirk, where pretty much the consensus was okay, that's a really good player, but you can't win with that type of player, like at a high level. But both those guys are just such special talents that you're like, you kind of have to throw out the conventional wisdom. That's kind of how I feel about Jokic. If you put the right team around him, his skill set is so unique and he's so good at it. You can win even if you even if you um, make amends with the fact that you don't want a center who's that slow-footed. Um, correct. He has some of that Gobert issue, right, where it's like, uh, can he play defense, blah, blah. But I think his offense and him on that is just so good. It's like Steph Curry where it's like, yeah, he might have some defensive issues too. Not saying that Jokic is as good as Steph on offense, but Jokic's offense is so good. He can shoot. He can post up. He can dominate on the boards. He can pass. I mean, his passing is huh. – I mean, he's just yeah. IQ in general. I mean, he's like I a, love, he's I like love a seven-foot – he's a seven-foot Larry Bird. And he's time. fat. You know, he looks like he chain smokes at halftime. And uh, I, I just don't know how you uh, watch the playoffs and don't think he can perform at that level. The dude played 63 minutes in a playoff game. And like at no point did I think he – like when they lost to Portland, he wasn't the reason they lost. No. No. Uh, they, the, the, the issue here though, Sam, is that they've got guys that are capped out uh, in terms of potential. Uh, Gary Harris I think is kind of who he is. I think the rest of the guys – Gary Monte Harris Morris, is a nice player by the way. Yeah, solid, right? Super solid, kind of mediocre two-wing guy. Maybe not mediocre, maybe slightly better than that. Guy you feel really good if he's your third or fourth best player, but if you need him to be your second best player, like, yeah. we're not going too far. Like a shitty Clay Thompson kind of thing, like a poor man's Clay, poor, poor man's. Um, and then I think I think that's just – they don't have much beyond that. I mean, Paul Millsap is who he is now at this point. Um, they need Jamal Murray to be great. 
Or Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, yeah, good luck with that one. Um, But they need Jamal Murray to make a Steph leap. Maybe not now, probably too early, but maybe in the next couple years. And I don't know, he might. He might. I like Jamal Murray. He just. I do too, but I think um, I'm with you. He needs to. uh, He needs to leap. They're contenders. He need. Well, if he takes a Steph leap, they're contenders. Yes, Mm -hmm. but like, what if he just gets to consistent All Star? What if he gets ninety percent of Dame Lillard again? (laughs) What if he gets a Kemba? Uh, All Star. Because you're not asking him to be the best player on the team, but like. You're asking him to be the guy who gets you buckets when things break down. Yeah. And yeah, Kemba, I mean, Kemba, I mean, first off, Kemba's been asked to be the best player on a very bad team for his whole career. Like, just do the mental exercise. How do the Denver Nuggets look if you put Kemba in Jamal Murray's place? You feel pretty good about that, right? Yeah, that's true. That's fair. But do you feel that's good fair. about it enough to win the West? I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's, no. the, that's the harder, that's the harder well, ask. Well, yeah, we yeah, we haven't gone. I mean, I'd still take the Rockets against these two teams, right? Like, I love I love the Nuggets and I like the the Jazz, but I'm still taking the Rockets, um, who still have good. They still got PJ Tucker, James Harden, Clint Capella's kind of whatever. Russ is whatever, but like, I'd still take that. Like, they have more talent, they have more of a, a better playoff system against these teams. So I'd still take the Rockets. So I guess I I how wouldn't you, be able to. How do you feel about the Rockets if PJ Tucker takes a step back? I mean, he is 34. At some point, age is going to catch up to him. And I feel like, um, well, most people understand how important Draymond is. But, like, P.J. Tucker makes a lot of things happen for Houston that takes them from being an, a good team to being, like, a contender. Yeah, he's poor man's Draymond. Yeah. I guess what you're trying to say. How, yeah, do, yeah. They, how do they look if he's just uh, if he's just a dude? Yeah, I mean, that's it could happen, although I thought that was going to happen last year because he was 33, 34. But yeah, I, they're screwed because here's the thing. He's got to not at least Chris Paul tried to play a little defense. He was still good. He's just tiny. Russell Westbrook plays no defense. So PJ well, and the, and the, and the bigger, are guarding three people. now. And the bigger thing is like Chris Paul doesn't make mistakes on defense. He just eventually like succumbs to size issues. Right. Russell Westbrook will absolutely gamble at everything. And, you know, there'll be games where he gets four steals and it's explosive. And there's games where he jumps at balls and leaves his teammates out to dry. Comical. And that's that's the difference there. Like, Chris Paul, on the other hand, will always be in the right position and hacking you. <laughs> so, um, Classic Chris Paul. Who's our, uh, who's our love of the – I'll let you – you should go. Okay, for the Nuggets – yeah, love of the, the fame player. It's a tough one. Love of the fame or love of the game. I think we gotta go either one now. It's your choice. Hmm. No, I, I gotta go love of the fame, and I might have to go with uh, Michael Porter Jr. I knew you. I knew you were gonna go there. Just because right. the mixtapes. <laughs> I, I I gotta see you play. I'm just tired of mixtape hype on guys. It's <laughs> it's it's a little too much for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's. Uh, by the way, you mentioned this. You mentioned this literally when the Warriors signed D'Lo uh, or traded for D'Lo and got Willie Cauley Stein. I remember you said that they finally got some IG Hoopers. Finally got some. And guess what? All offseason, all I see is D'Lo hooping against some random pickup goons. I see Willie Cauley Stein doing squats, right? I see. I even see Steph Curry doing random workouts now on IG. 
the Warriors done changed. They done changed. I still haven't seen Clay. I still haven't seen Draymond. Um, fun times. Fun times. Uh, all right. Before we go on to the uh, before we go on to the third one, let's do one more ad read. My bookie. So fantasy week one just ended. Sam, I'm two and zero in fantasy. By the way, I don't know about you. If you found a hundred dollars on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course, you take the money. So why do you why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast. It's easy, and they pay you when you win. Let's face it. Where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Do the smart thing. If you're gonna bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you know you can bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. And if all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. No matter how much you bet, um, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now and my bookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code, as always, BLUEWIRE to activate the offer. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, and you get paid. Let's All go, right. man. Um, so we'll go through these last three teams real quick. Uh, Blazers are projected by Vegas to be eighth in the West. 46 and a half wins. That's a lot for an eight seed. Um, the only thing I – so the Vegas odds basically have them, Spurs, Warriors, like, and then there's like a massive gap. So they're really, they're really banking on, you know, Portland making the playoffs and then like that gap between like Dallas, Sacramento, um, the Pelicans, they, they think there's a significant gap there, which I could see. You never know. Like injury is always going to die that out. But um, Portland, they went to the Western Conference finals last year. And I think it was above the, like they just got a favorable draw. They weren't, yeah. actually, they weren't a top four team. Yeah, and the other thing is, like, one of these years are going to fall apart. And people thought they were going to fall apart last year, and they kind of kept it together. But I don't know why I mean, they would th- fall apart. I just don't. There's, there's nothing on their roster, uh, save like Anthony Simmons taking like a massive leap that no one expects. That like suggests to me that they have Anthony Simmons. Jesus I mean, Christ! Or like Gary Trent Jr. I don't know. I'm, I'm like picking their youngest guys. Like theoretically, one of those guys could take a massive step. It's not likely, right? But um, I think they're just kind of capped out as like a forty-eight win. You know, like they're they're just kind of like that team who they're gonna play hard. They're worse. They did get worse. They worse. I'm looking at it right now. Aminu, Harkless, and Cantor. Aminu's good players. Aminu's good. I like. Yeah. Aminu is my favorite. I mean, they're good. Aminu's Cantor's good. I'd rather have I'd rather have Aminu, Harkless, and Cantor than. Bazemore, Mario Hazonia, and Whiteside. I like yeah. Bazemore. I'm okay with Hazonia. Basically, I just don't want Whiteside. Okay, first off, Hazonia is terrible. Ken I mean, Bazemore is, yeah, okay. is, is pretty below average. And Hazon Whiteside is like, all right, come on. Well, also, like, Ken, pa- Ken Bazemore is more of a two. Like, Aminu's, yeah. Aminu's playing like a poor, like the PJ Tucker type role. Like, they're different players, <laughs> the, right? The, the Blazers had issues filling out and upgrading their wings for years. So they went out and got no wings. So it's like, I just don't know how they get better. Dame and CJ are who they well, are. Well, no, they they have Bazemore, they have Rodney Hood, they have CJ. Come on, Sam, stop it, stop it. Rodney all Hood. all those guys would be thirty minute per game starters on the Warriors without Clay Thompson. Let's just well, the, well, the Warriors have Steph Curry and Draymond Green uh, and, and D'Angelo Russell. Uh, yes, D'Angelo, and they have Kevon Looney. So 
Um, yeah, I'm just, you, I'm just saying there, but, but, but my bigger point on the Blazers is we've seen the stance, right? Like Dame's, Dame's, Dame's great. CJ's really good. And you know, like Bazemore, Hood, these guys, like, there's going to be a game where Bazemore gets 25 points and wins a game for them, right? There's going to be a few games where, like, Rodney Hood hits some big shots. And then, like, you know, Dame's, like, they're, they're just positioned to be, like, a team who wins, like, between 44 and 50 games. And yeah. in the right matchup, might win a first round series, but, like, is not really making noise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, uh, that's, that's, it's got to be tough rooting for a team like that, man. Can you imagine? Yeah, because it, I, and I feel like that's the worst part of it is because um, Dame will turn 30 at some point during the season in the playoffs, I think. How do you always know the ages of these guys? It is truly uh, impressive. I'm good with numbers and <laughs> and dates. Anyway, um, at some point, it's got to be like, you know, it's, it's not that CJ is a bad player. It's that like. It's not good enough to be their number two player, you know. No, yeah. I mean, like, you... I mean, it's questionable if Dame's good enough to be number one on a title contender. But like, if it was like Dame, I'll take. no. But I'm saying if he had like Dame and I don't know Paul George, neither one of those are top five players, but they're like somewhere between like they're somewhere between five and fifteen in the league. You're like you can you can see that right, but. The way yeah. the roster is situated, it's like it's kind of a, it's a team that will beat the Warriors in February, and but at no point are you like, man, I don't know how we feel about them in the playoffs. <laughs> Which is what happened last year. By the way, Dame had a good uh, had a good quote where he just said where they were asking him like how he got swept against the Warriors, and he was just like, dude, I mean they're good, they go on these runs, they're good. What do you expect? Um, and I think that was the respect that. I think sometimes more, uh, other players don't necessarily give just because they're jealous of uh, losing a Steph Curry. All right, love of the fame. You know who mine is for this team. Who's yours? Said it before. Underrated love of the fame all-star, Damian Lillard. Okay, I'm going with Hassan Whiteside. I like Dame and C- I can all I could say Dame or CJ because they do a lot of social media stuff, but ultimately um, – I don't know. I like the small school guys who like clearly make great careers for themselves, and like they're they're harmless to me. And then nobody know, beats Hassan. You're right, God Hassan, Hassan Whiteside. Like he made me re-download Snapchat to watch how dumb he is. So, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, like ready or not is is maybe the funniest thing I've ever seen. You, you've seen this, right? No, no, I haven't. What is this? Okay. He he put up a selfie instead of saying ready or not. It's ready R A R E, oh not. So I'm gonna send it to you right now. It's, oh my He's just. God. Um, I don't think it's fair to compare Damon CJ to Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> the first thing you think about when you think of Hassan Whiteside was him being pissed about his player rating when he first got into the league and became a good player. So I think that's pretty much all you need to know about Hassan Whiteside. Uh, he is a or when he, he started getting good legend. and he started like saying, "I don't see anyone doing triple doubles with blocks." Like, dude, I don't like. You shouldn't be that proud of having zero assist games, you know. <laughs> oh man, he will have multiple. He'll have a couple games where he like gets twenty because re- he's <laughs> super athletic. 
Oh, you got the picture? Yeah, oh my God. Yeah. Oh my He's God. He's a special kid. Oh my God. He's right. a special kid. We're going to move this move forward. Uh, Wolves. This is a team you and I disagree on. Okay. I We disagree on one player. All right. So, first off, Vegas has them 12th in the West at 35 and a half wins. So, Vegas doesn't think they're as, as good as the Kings, the Pelicans, or the Dallas Mavericks. Vegas thinks Carl Anthony Towns a love of the fame player. I mean, we know we know Wiggins is. No one's arguing that one. No, no one is arguing Andrew Wiggins. That that is the easiest one ever. Okay, here's my thing. Okay, Carl Anthony Towns is slated to be a number one player on his team right now, and some of the criticism that he got from fans, media, as well as Jimmy Butler was that he should be that number one player. Carl Anthony Towns is not a number one player. I think he's, he's talented someone, enough to. That's the, that's that's the problem. He's, I don't he's know about skilled, that though. He's, he's a big man. Skilled enough to. He's oh. a big man. Oh, so you're, big you're take, not number one player. Your your take is essentially no big man can be a number one in the not NBA. many. Yeah, not many big men. I don't think Anthony Davis is a number one player. I don't think you can win a he's, championship with Anthony Davis as your best player. I think he wins his best player, but he you can't win with him as your primary creator. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. And the Timberwolves have who as their primary curator, right? They have no one. Um, and so I think that that it's tough for him. And I, he may be a little soft, right? He may be a little soft. He may not be like – he's not very good on defense, might not try too hard. I, I just think he needs to be put in the right situation. Like what's to say if Carnathan Towns ends up on the Spurs or the Warriors that he can't be that you know super talented and great Number two option. I, I think mean, what's there. what's to say if I was born Jeff Bezos' son, I wouldn't be rich. Okay, okay, but like he's a free, he can be a free agent. He's still like twenty four, sub twenty five, right? And I I think if he ends up in a good situation, and now that's up to him, up to him, right? Like Carmelo decided that hey, money comes first. I don't care where I am. I don't care who gets traded for me. I just want the money. Fine, more power to you. I'm, I'm never just, gonna win anything. Carnegie Towns, he has the chance. Name a player. To say, Name a player who could be bullied by Jimmy Butler that you believe in. He's a little soft, okay? I, I admit. But you put Carnathan Towns on the Warriors. Like, that's a team then the that internet can win will, a chance. The internet will go off with even more stereotypical conversations on how soft <laughs> the Warriors are. But the, but the Warriors are a championship-containing team. Like, like, let's say that's not even this year, right? Let's say maybe it's like three years from now. And, you know, Draymond's kind of washed up. Steph and Clay are still good, but they're you know Steph's not an MVP player anymore, and Clay's not a top level two two way player, and Carnegie Towns is kind of their guy now. Like that's who they build the team around. Well, you know, like, it's I can be see Embiid, them winning championships. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying that if it is Carnegie Towns as that player, I still think the Warriors can win a championship around him a few years from now, and I think that that's he's underrated because, I mean, you're right, he's a little soft. Don't play no defense. He hasn't really gotten better, right? But I just think he's in a shitty situation. Um, and some some kids like that who are in shitty situations, they're not mentally strong enough to be the leader. He's not really a leader. He, he needs to follow. So follow the best leader in the world, Steph Curry. That's all I'm trying to say. I make it all about okay. Steph. I'll give you this. Talent's not an issue, Talent's not an issue with him. Um, I'm intrigued to see how he looks outside the war, or outside the walls. So I'll give you that, but let's 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 pull this on the Wolves. Did you know the Wolves were twelve and ten with Robert Covington healthy? Oh my goodness! 
Yes, I know. I did not know that, Sam. Where, where are you getting? Where are you going to? Where are you going? Where are you leading me? So, I mean, you get it. You you get why Robert Covington's a useful player. We're gonna hear D'Angelo trade rumors oh. all year. So let's let's address it for like a minute here. Um, a popular one is for, for Robert Covington, who's just kind of the quintessential high impact role player. Um, and then we know the Wolves wanted D'Angelo Russell one because he's friends with Towns, two because he's really good and they could theoretically have got him if they could have cleared the cap space. Like he was willing to sign with them, which is not always a uh, not always a thing for like a Minnesota Wolves type team, right? Um, is that a trade at any point you consider? No, D'Lo for Covington. You better okay. give me two Covingtons. Okay, how how much do you need to attach to Covington? Because like Covington, you can make the argument Covington would help the Warriors win more games than D'Lo. Correct, correct, correct. In the yes, context right. of Clay being healthy, of course. Right, correct. Yes, yes. I, I think you're right. Um, I think you're right. Uh, the issue with that is though, you always. All things being washed, because I don't think you because you can make the argument that Covington is a better player does not mean that Covington is for sure going to be a better player. The thing is, D'Angelo Russell has the upside of being such a such like a star player in the right. league that I wouldn't trade that away for the steadiness of Covington because Covington's who he is, man. Like, right? We we agree on that. It's a good, steadiness a good word. It's a good word, bro. <laughs> but, but no, no, well, you, I, you are right yeah. though. Like he, Covington will give you a, a safer baseline. You know exactly how he fits next year, guys. Well, let me ask you this: If Covington was on the team last year in the finals, KD's out again. Uh, do they win the championship? Probably not. Um, if well, we're if we're assuming Clay gets hurt now, if Clay's not hurt, right, right, no, assuming Clay's healthy. I mean, I think like, they win. I think they have a good chance to win if Clay never goes down in game two because they yeah. they don't go down three yeah. one. I, I, it's yeah. this simple in my mind. I, I they don't go down three one if Clay doesn't get hurt, but he did. You know, we we can get beyond that. It's not. It's yeah, not let's bad. let's not rehash that. Let's move on. <laughs> my bad. That's my bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're gonna we're gonna go to the last one. Oh, actually, we need to pick a love of the fame all star on the Wolves. It's gonna be easy to go with uh, with uh, Wiggins. But I'm gonna go with Towns. I think I think the guy just get tougher. It, it's like really that simple. So he's gonna be my love of the fame guy until he erases the Jimmy Butler bullied him thing from my from my memory. All right, fair enough. I made my I made my cap points. Um, wow, this division is really God. It's got so much material because we've talked about four teams and we haven't even got to the Thunder yet. Our guy, Chris Paul. Do you remember in 2016-17 when people tried to tell us how great Westbrook was? Like, it, was there was there anything more dishonest than the media making that a massive story when no one cared? I, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. Thunder Games didn't rate that year. Like, TV ratings did not suggest that people cared about that. They weren't in the title race. They were a 6-7 seed the whole year. It wasn't really a story. It was just the creation of like white guilt media is really what it comes down to. We are now 50 minutes into the podcast and finally the content I've been waiting for. <laughs> um, anyway, moving beyond that, you know, they traded Harden. 
They never traded Russ. KD left. Russ won a bunch of triple doubles. <laughs> and now and now they have to reset. He won a bunch of triple doubles. God, that's perfect. Um yeah, no, there's That's your line, by the way, from a year ago on this pod. Oh really? The real light years the real light years listeners will remember that one. I just the stuff we say. I just I I, I feel like we never remember the stuff we I say. Just, There's I always just, gold. I just like I black out and then like I listen back. I'm like I said that. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty good. We did pretty well for ourselves. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's not much to say about the Thunder. Um, do I guess, you feel bad for them? No, I mean, they had a good run. I think they're smart, so I think they will rebuild. Really, like th- I don't think they're gonna hit a. 10-year abyss, I think within two years they'll have an interesting young player, whether it like translates to wins or not, that's gonna like get the fan base interested. So all you can really ask for is like make you know start the new cycle, right? And then they have all those picks, so they'll be an interesting team. Yeah. Um, I would feel bad for them if if they were like run by Mark Davis, like the Raiders, and they lost their best player, and you're like, oh, there's like there's nothing there that suggests that they're going to rebound from this in the next decade, right? Then you feel bad. Like, like if they were run by Dolan, you'd be like, ah, I feel bad for them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. You know who the you know you know who I'm you know I'm gonna go with Sam. Who, who's the love of the fame all star on this team? Who that? It's the the entire Oklahoma City Thunder fan base. Love of the fame. You guys can have it. <laughs> you guys can all have it. You let me ask you. you let me wanted. ask you this: Do you think? Do you think Chris Paul gets traded? That's yeah, a, that's a massive contract. Like, well, the, the con, like they're not gonna. Here's the thing: They're not gonna buy him out. Andre Iguodala will eventually get bought out because it's he's he's a free agent next summer, and at some point, team's like, eh, we'll just cut you out of your contract. He, you need a Chris uh, Paul. He's going back to the Chris Warriors. Paul has three extra years. Chris Paul is owed $120 million, 40 a year. I wouldn't cut that. No, no one's cutting like – no one's just like, here, we're just giving you $120 million to not play a game. So for him to leave them, there needs to be a trade partner. Um, you can imagine like – Anthony Davis? Sh- <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Um. You can't imagine like some really like mediocre uh, Eastern Conference team that like is trying to squeeze into a forty win and like a seven seed trade scary, for Chris scary, Paul. Scary, ter- scary Terry and um, Michael Kidd Gil- Gilchrist for, for <laughs> Chris Paul. I mean, like, God, yeah, that's, I mean, that's so on brand for the for the Hornets. Yeah, yeah, you see that like the Miami Heat is a popular one, or like I can see one of these like really like I mean the East is so bad. Like one of them that just says, you know what, screw it. We want to get the revenue of you know a first round series. We want to get walloped by Giannis for five games. Let's just go for it. Like, Milwaukee is actually not a bad um, potential trade partner. Ooh, because they could Ooh. give they could do like Bledsoe plus something. You know what that means if they make that trade though. I mean, you know what Giannis that means. Giannis is gone in a year. Yep, yep. They're scared. That means they're scared if they make that trade. Well, or also, if they're... they're also just getting a point guard upgrade. Well, but yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'd be really happy if uh, if the Bucks went for it all because they're not. Well, they might win with Chris Paul actually. Now that I think about it, the East is not so great. They, um, they certainly yeah. have a very good, clear path to the final. Oh uh, no! What am I saying? He's going to find a way to mess it up versus the uh, versus the Sixers. Like Chris Chris Paul versus Simmons in the 
the Eastern Conference Finals is like it's like a matchup of two people who you don't think can win. So, <laughs> so one of them has to. Uh, gentlemen and ladies, with that, uh, like here's podcast. We gotta get out of here, dude. Uh, that that was good stuff. Uh, subscribe. If you've made it this far, like your podcast, five-star ratings. Uh, check out Blue Wire, uh, rest of the podcast. KJ is always doing great work. We probably and should I have think... thrown it out a little earlier that there'll be some 2K stuff soon. Ooh. Ooh. Well, yes. We'll talk about it next week. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.